When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. This is the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next, your new favorite beer with zero carbs, now available to you. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. Kudos for naming your son Ty, T-Y-E, just like I spell my name. There aren't many T-Y-E's out there. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. first couple series are going to be really important to figure out what they're bringing to the party. Some guys bring iced tea and some guys bring liquor. And you just got to figure out what they're bringing. You go into two-minute offense, and you'll figure out what kind of party you're going to on the first play. They come after you, you're going home, okay, this is what kind of party it's going to be. Or they'll drop eight, and you got to dink and dunk and get down in there. So the first two series on both sides of the ball will be a big, big thing on Saturday, in my opinion. Hey, three days out from Arkansas football. Football taking on Cincinnati. That winds up on a Wednesday, a What's Your Beef Wednesday. Here's what it is for me this morning. I know that Tommy, Chuck, and Drew discussed it a little bit last week, but how in the hell is K.J. Jefferson not on any SEC team? Someone explain that to me. Every single SEC team that I see, all SEC preseason, I don't see K.J. anywhere. I see Bumper Pool. I see Ricky Stromberg. I see Jalen Catalan. I see a, a couple other guys, maybe a Cam Little here and there. But how is your quarterback, after what he did last season, particularly against Alabama, how is he not on this list? I hear about Will Levis. I hear about Hendon Hooker. I hear about every single guy. Maybe guys didn't even play. Spencer Rattler wasn't even in this league last year. And your dude, your quarterback, you can't find him anywhere. On these all SEC lists. That's where I want to start this morning as we get rolling here on a What's Your Beef Wednesday. Tom. What's Your Beef Wednesday brought to you by World of Wireless. It's time to get ready for tailgating this weekend. You can't tailgate without TV. Even if you're on the go to deer camp in a few months or you're going to the lake for a final weekend. Take TV along with the tailgater system. What is the tailgater craft? Well, it's a easy to use eight pound cube is the best way I know to describe it. That's what it looks like. No dish and LMB and all that. You use it to get TV. So where you've been out at the tailgate before lining up a satellite with a tripod and trying to figure out what is 124 degrees southwest and got to come. Uh-uh. Don't do any of that anymore. You just set this thing on the ground. You plug it into your satellite receiver, satellite receiver into your TV. Bam. You're off and running. So uh, get one at World of Wireless. They're affordable. They're easy to use and take them anywhere. They're only eight pounds don't take up much space. 877-305-DISH for WOW World of Wireless. One thing, I, and I keep coming back to this, and I, I feel the same way. KJ, 
probably deserved to be on the coaches preseason. When you look, there was really four quarterbacks on there because they had a tie on the second team. Will Levis sneaks in there at third. I just think because of his tenure and because of all of the transfers coming in this league and so many players that haven't taken a snap at all at the school they're at that are playing quarterback, how's KJ not in the coach's eyes one of these Anywhere. One of these guys? Exactly. Anywhere. But it, again, which 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 list was this? It was the preseason. preseason. So, you know, you can use it as motivation of your KJ. I don't know what you what you get motivated as a fan by it. I mean, it ruffles your feathers here on a Watch Your Beef Wednesday. And we see Will Levis, who, listen, I've read some of PFF stuff on him. I've seen other, you know, the, of the draft people, you know, the, the Kuypers and the McShays and those of, of those elk that said, hey, Levis may be the first SEC quarterback off the board. Now, that's a mouthful when you consider, who's that guy at Alabama? Is he any good? You know, when you consider a Heisman Trophy winner and you've seen some statements like that, I don't know if that's true or not, but there's been some opinions, some expert opinions along that line. I think we probably don't value Levis in the same breath because he plays at Kentucky. Well, Kentucky's a pretty good football program, folks. So, listen, I I want to get riled up about this, but at the end of the day, if we just breathe a little bit, we'll realize, hey, it's a preseason list. It stings a little bit, but it doesn't, it doesn't amount to a hill of beans. I got a text from one of my favorite professors in college, Professor Foley, who's the chair of the journalism department. He's listening to us in Rome right now. Rome, Georgia, Italy. No, we don't. Yeah, not, <laughs> not, uh, not, not Georgia, yeah. but he's uh, he's working on his new film. There he's an incredible documentary maker. He needs some gaffers. Maker. You know, he needs some, what's one of the lower level jobs? You know what, Professor Foley, if it wasn't football season, I would come over and join you and we'd somehow find a way to expense that trip. But mm-hmm. uh, we got a little something we got cooking up for this Saturday. I just, and I listened a little bit of y'all last week and it just blew my mind that Every single list. Now, there's a couple media members that have KJ as the second or third best quarterback or on their second or third all SEC teams. When you look at the AP, when you look at the football riders, when you look at all this stuff out there, coaches, you don't find KJ Jefferson. And to me, even though it kind of ruffles y'all's feathers this morning, I think it's a good sign because that's going to motivate KJ. Any list that I see KJ Jefferson either not listed or below people he should not be below – I kind of like it because it pushes him and prods him. Here's my other beef this morning. I think I'm on the coffee train. Uh, I made it 27 years without doing this. This is the second time I've had it this week. My dad is a diehard coffee person. I always made fun of him, but I think I'm now a part of this coffee team. I need a 30. I need a 30-second timeout right here. No, 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 give me the big one. I need a full. I need a full timeout here because you're drinking coffee. From a red solo cup. As I should. It fits no. me. Can't argue that, but absolutely fits me. Anyone ever seen anyone drink purposefully coffee from a red solo? I mean, that's what we have here. That's what we have in. Then you didn't have a plan, did you? No. It works. It doesn't melt. It's not hot enough where it like melts through the plastic or whatever, so. It's good, and I've got that little caramel. How much caramel, sugar and cream you got in there? Unless uh, little, you doll it up. Well, it's got caramel macchiato, the little oh opener. There was the, the things were in there, so I just used one of them. But yeah, this coffee is actually pretty good. I'm, is it really I'm hoping, coffee if you got caramel macchiato in it? It's, it's a little package thing. It's just one thing. I'm not drinking it black. That's, that's just Put nuts. hair on your chest, son. I can't do that. I can drink whiskey neat. I cannot drink coffee black. But yeah, I'm on apparently this now, which... 
I'm a little disappointed in myself because I thought I was going to make it, but I don't know how this- I've missed this. My, my dad, my mom, my brother. Now, I've got an uncle that doesn't drink coffee, but I look back over the years of the morning rush. Ruskin, no coffee. Very, I mean, like maybe a cup a year. I mean, rare. Neighbors, no coffee. You, no coffee till today. We'll see how long this lasts. We've not had a long-standing tradition of coffee drinkers on the morning. Now, Chuck will guzzle it. Chuck will drink a whole pot during the show. Doesn't bother him a bit. I think it's that you hit a certain age threshold. You So maybe when you hit your 50s, you might. Well, you know, in the good old days of radio, and I came in the business in the early 90s, but in the good old days... In the 70s and 80s. I wasn't around for, for, for that, but some of the remnants did. were hanging on. It was not only a pot of coffee in the studio, but a pack of cigarettes during the show in the studio. That's just how it was. I thought you were going to say they started skiing the slopes in the morning, because that's what a lot of them did. <laughs> <laughs> it was cocaine. That's what a, a good well, chuck. I wasn't going to go there. But, I'll uh, go there if I need to, but it was a good chuck. That was uh, no filter. So you said 70s and 80s. Yeah, a lot of a lot of guys were doing cocaine in the morning to wake themselves up. But yeah, that, I'm not doing cocaine. I'm doing coffee. And uh, we'll see how, as Tommy just said, we'll see how long. Like you wow. said, we were discussing before the show. First week in preparation for getting everything ready. We've got Arkansas game day for you. Drew's going to be at Randall Ford. I'm going to be at Sassy's Red House on College. Really excited about that show to kick off 930 to 1130. We've got hog reaction as well. I mean, we've got a full slate of stuff for you guys this week. And, really, and remember, Chuck's podcast premieres Friday at 6 A.M. So get ready for that. The Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by Weicker Reelers Griffin Company. So you're going to want to listen to all this stuff we got coming. It's the first game, baby. Fickle's excited. We're going to hear from him coming up. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to join today and make. Make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe Fifty to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Believe B L E A V fifty. That's Believe B L E A V five zero. Bet online where the game starts. First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Chuck, are you really clear about what you've signed up for here with a, with a podcast? You know, Ty will vouch for me on this. I said, Ty, I want you to write out. Basically, just imagine you're writing, downloading a podcast for dummies. <laughs> you know, you're writing the book. The yellow but cover, need, yellow and black cover, yes, the whole bit. Exactly. Right. Yeah, gotcha. But I need you to do it in about two paragraphs. 
And um, so Ty sent it to me, and it's perfect. And we're going to go over that. In the uh, now, is this, for, in, is this for you or the audience? I'm not well, it's for both of us. Both, it's both. for both of us. If you want to know the truth, and uh, um, but I did. I said, Ty, just imagine you're writing the book, downloading a podcast for dummies, and uh, that's what I need. Was it written in a condescending tone? Well, of course. And, <laughs> and, and of course, and and, yeah, guys, and it's. And as a nice touch, he did it in crayon. Oh, well, So, uh, you know, everything's well, good. And, and, if it's, and if it's for guys like me and you, Chuck, it better be in larger font, but we're going to need our reading oh, yeah, glasses to, yeah, to really yeah. understand oh, it. That's exactly right. <laughs> Chuck, let me so, ask you something. On your phone, do you have, like, the size 15 font on text? No, no, but I, I, I'll bet it's larger than yours. Okay. It, is, uh, um, it is larger than yours. So, and I've seen people that have... Just incredibly large font on their text, and I'm not one of those guys. But it's it, it's larger than the normal one. I'll put it that way. And exactly, how do I do that? Uh, ain't getting that. Yeah. Well, no. someone did it for me. Somebody did it for me. Now, when I get to the point, I'm walking around in public all the time, having phone calls on my speakerphone. Just, just random conversation. That's when just send me out to pasture. Yeah. Just go ahead and send me. What does uh, what does that call it? Uh, send me on the. Uh, what it, the uh, flight, whatever the, I forget what they're called, but you know what I mean. Just put me out to pasture. I am done. Send me on my merry way. God, I've I, never got. I've got relatives that do that. Drives me nuts. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't care for the speaker stuff when other people are doing it. Yeah. What I have never gotten used to is walking through the grocery store. You know the people with the earbuds and all that stuff, and they talk. You know they're just walking down the aisle like they're talking to themselves. Oh yeah. And. Um, I've never quite gotten used to that. Yeah. I will leave the rest of us that just talk to ourselves on our own. Leave us alone. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. I will never buy it. I mean, I just AirPods. assume somebody's crazy when they're doing that. <laughs> but now, you know, they're talking on the phone, and you think they're talking to you, yeah. Chuck? What do you think about the the captains got named yesterday? KJ Jefferson, Jalen Catalan, Bumper Pool, and Dalton Wagner announced. No surprise. I mean, familiar names, guys that you look to to be the leaders. Uh, if the Razorbacks are going to be good this year. Those four guys are going to have to be good. I think it speaks to Catalan because he's a guy that, you know, obviously didn't play uh, past the beginning last year. So, you know, it speaks to what they think of him and uh, his leadership. But, you know, let me tell you something. If, one, if, if, if your quarterback's not one of your captains, you're not going to be very good. Um, and so I'm always encouraged when a football team follows their quarterback and I'm, I'm glad he's in that group and I would expect him to be, and I'm not surprised by any of them. I was telling Ty earlier, three of these four, I think we could have named. It'd have been pretty easy with, uh, with KJ, with Catalan, with bumper pool, Wagner, no surprise there. If Stromberg had been in place of Wagner, that wouldn't have been a surprise to me. Those were the guys you, uh, kind of expected to be on this list. You know, Dalton Wagner's really a, you know, he's a vocal guy. He's a big, larger-than-life personality. His personality matches his big body. And I'm sure that he is someone that, you know, guys look to, go to. And, you know, we love him because he's always, you know, he's always good with a quote. He's always got an out, outgoing personality. He's one of my favorite guests on Coach Pittman's radio show. And so, um you know he's 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 a good guy, and his teammates like him. And uh, again, I'm, I'm I'm not surprised Dalton's the choice. Chuck, I was asking Tommy before the show. Any guy that wasn't listed that you thought maybe Ricky Stromberg was the only one that came to our mind? Is there anyone else that you would think of? No, 
No. I mean, that's the, that's the, that's the heart and soul of the team right there. Up the middle, outside of Dalton. So that's what we've been talking about is when you look at what Arkansas' strengths are outside of maybe defensive line, Stromberg, KJ, Bump, and Catalan. It's up the middle, Tommy. Yeah. All right, coaches show tonight. You're in kind of the last 72 hours. What What's it like around that program when you're putting kind of the, the final polish on game one? Are the nerves a little more um, amplified this week because it is game one? You haven't settled into routine? What What's the mood going to be like uh, when you're around the coaches and players later today? You know, it's interesting. Um, you know, the early part of camp, everybody's excited. There's lots of conversation. Everybody's talkative. As you get a little bit closer, everybody's got a lot to do. Uh, I think that's the first thing. And so, you know, there may not be as much rah-rah conversation. I think people would be surprised when you walk into the coaches' offices how quiet it is. Um, now, if you've got somebody in a room, obviously there's a conversation going on, and I'm sure there are times when it gets very animated. But within the office area, I think people would be surprised how quiet it is. And guys have a lot to do, a lot on their minds between now and Saturday. That kind of surprises me. Chuck, tell me Sam's not blaring that jukebox this week? Hey, you know, here's the thing, guys. These are professional men, just like an accountant's a professional person or a, or a banker's a professional person. These guys' profession's coaching. And um, they approach it very professionally. Now, obviously, when you get on the field, I mean, you're coaching your butt off. And, you you know, you are vocal in those instances. But, you know, when you've got things to do in the office and Look, lots of people are in this spot. Fans are in this spot. Have I got this packed? Have I got that packed? Oh, Have I checked on tickets? If I, you know, I got to be honest. Last night, I'm sitting in the chair thinking, okay, I got to do this, got to do this, got to do this, oh. and then, oh yeah, I got to get these people some tickets. Yeah. And so, um, I think everybody, whatever you're doing, whether you're the head coach or whether you're driving up from Texarkana, exactly right. Um, you got a lot on your mind this week. And if you're in the business, I don't care if it's college football, high school football. The business we're in, like you said, fans, certainly for Sam Pittman and his staff and every, this is the worst week of the year. I mean, how we're not all eating anxiety pills this week to deal with it, I don't know, because we were talking about this before we went on for this segment about just the the long list, and then you kind of settle into routine. So I think there is something to the fact that, you know, a program that, that's got its routine down, maybe a little more established, got the resources, got the help, maybe, maybe you get over some of that first week hurdles that's just part of this the smoothing out process i know how busy we are i can only imagine it's amplified if you're sam Pittman and his staff well i think if you're around college football this is a big week oh absolutely I mean, this is this is this is a big big week and um you know the way it falls and and they you know when they when they started moving games to labor day weekend um you know that also coincides with the end of one month and the beginning of a new month oh. and those who are in business understand, you know, what that brings. And, Hello. Um, so, you know, it's 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 just one of those weeks. But here's the deal. We're all going to get to the stadium on Saturday, and um, we're going to leave about 6 o'clock or so. And if the Razorbacks win, particularly, we're going to say, wasn't that fun? Saturday's uh, the wasn't, reward. <laughs> wasn't this a great week? Yeah, yeah Saturday's the reward. That's You're the right. reward for all the hard work is getting to Saturday. Yeah. Chuck, I think That's you right. opened Pandora's box. JT Hot Springs just texted in. <laughs> Did I hear Chuck had free tickets to get away? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Hey, have... man, I'm telling you something, and you guys go through this, too. Um, you find out who your your friends and your relatives are on uh, Game Week. 
Find during uh, during game week, well, oh, but man. that's okay. That's what makes it fun. Golly. I'm glad we have these. Uh, we were talking about this the other day. That now you can electronically transfer, and it does make it easy. But that's one of the tasks I've got to get done today. Is I've got to get all these transfers done, and that's just one more of those. One more of those things to, to get done. But isn't so. it better than saying, hey, man, meet me at the come and go at 10 o'clock. I'll, I'll be in the black car. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm going to bring you your tickets over and you have oh. your cash ready. This, um, this is a lot easier. Oh, and somehow it's resorted to a, a, a spreadsheet. And, 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 you know, it's just, it's just incredibly stupid. All right, let's get into this team and this game and some of your phone calls coming up as well. Starting to line up a few of those, 877-377-6963. We're brought to you by Burton Pools and Spas. The inventory reduction sale is going on now. Get the pool of your dreams. I, I can't imagine one of these road games getting about neck deep in the pool, watching the watching the game on TV from just outside your pool. That'd be the way to go. You could do that next season and save up to $7,000 off the price this season with Burton Pools and Spas. Get a free salt generator upgrade or two ledge loungers. You get to choose, and there's six different fiber glass models that will save you up to $7,000 you can select from now. It's at Burton Pools and Spas, Springdale, and in Fort Smith, and always online at BurtonPools.com. Quentin in Clarksville is going to be at Road Hog Park this Saturday. We just want to remind everyone, we are going to be Arkansas Game Days at Randall. Ford Drew's going to be there. I'm going to be at Sassy's Red House on College with Curveball Whiskey. So if you're in either of those areas, here up in Fayetteville or in the River Valley, stop and swing by. Let's go to Shady Grove and welcome in Jr. this morning. Jr., what are you doing for the game on Saturday? Say that one more time. What are you doing for the game on Saturday, Jr.? Uh, I've got I've got a couple of friends coming over to the house. Uh, we're going to watch it at home, but <clears throat> I've got a question about Cincinnati. They their last two their over the last two years their two losses have been to Georgia and, and Alabama. Is that correct? They lost to Georgia, a depleted Georgia team in the Sugar Bowl. They lost, to, or they had a couple guys go to the draft early, and then yes, to Alabama last year in the college football playoff. And they're in which conference? They're in the AAC American, yeah. yeah. Okay, so have any other Power Five teams on their schedule last year? Other than, I mean, they, they what, beat they beat Notre they? Dame last year in in South Bend. South Bend. They were thirteen and one last year. Okay, so they beat Notre Dame mm-hmm. then. I don't. It, it's going to be a tough game. It will be a tough Absolutely. game. Uh, I think that I think that the the deciding factor. You know, we're going to have so much speed at the wide receiver. You know, they're going to have to they're going to have to count. Even even if Hornsby doesn't touch the ball, if he if he lines up out there in wide receiver, they have to respect that speed because there's just going to be too much out there. Um, but it's going to be a tough game. It will be a tough game. Um, it, it you know this schedule. Is going to be, you know, if you win nine games, you know, uh, I think you're going to be doing good this year. But uh, I just think it's it's going to be a tough game Saturday, a lot tougher than what people think it'll be. Uh, they don't have anything to lose coming into our stadium like this, so uh, well, they're going to be playing loose. So, so. I, I agree with what you're saying, and Chuck, they're also a team that you know. <laughs> In their minds, they want to get back to the college football playoff again. The the only way for them to do it is to win at Arkansas. Well, you know, they've got a chip on their shoulder, and here's why. Because everybody all over America doesn't take them seriously because they're in the AAC. Um, they can go 13-1. They can go 14-0. and They can get in the playoff. And if they don't win the whole thing, everybody's going to say, well, it's, you know, they weren't worthy of being there. And so I know that 
a lot of us, and I, and I don't personally include myself in this group, but I know a lot of people think that, you know, because of the league that they're in and because of the league that Arkansas is in, that that's going to be the tipping point. And it may be. I mean, it might be. But, you know, I'm sure Cincinnati's got a little chip on their shoulder. They're anxious to prove that what happened last year was not a fluke. And, you know, I'm a big believer that there's a difference between coaching a team and building a program. Um, you know, some guys come in two, three, four years, they have great success, then they're gone. Um, you know, I think you'd have to question whether or not the program beyond them is going to be able to operate at that same level. I think Cincinnati's got a good program, and by that I mean Luke Fickle's a guy that understands how that is done, and I think that when you look at them year after year, um, particularly since he's been there, I mean, he knows what he's doing, and I don't expect there to be a huge drop-off. I'm not saying they're going to go 13-1 and because I don't think that, but I think this idea that if you're in the AAC and you lose players, it's more devastating than if you're in a Power 5 conference and lose players. I'm not sure that narrative is exactly right. Cincinnati's the best team of the non-Power 5s, and they would be more than competitive. They'd be top half in a lot of the Power 5 conferences. And to your point, just reading a note on Cincinnati and their game notes, they have 25 active NFL players. I mean, this isn't a program yeah. that's not had success with players. Compare that to Arkansas's, and the number I've got for Arkansas is 21. So, I mean, that's that you know that there's there's a note about what kind of program they've they've built there in Cincinnati. Well, though you know, Cincinnati's always put a lot of skill players. It seems you know when you think about Cincinnati, you think about at least I do. Um, I think about, you know, the slick uniforms, the speed, the, you know, the all-over-the-field kind of play. Um, they've put skill guys in the NFL. But what Fickle's done, and this is why they were 13-1 and last year, he's, he's done at Cincinnati the same thing Sam Pittman's done here. He's built their line of scrimmage. I mean, they've got the same kind of veteran offensive line that the Razorbacks have, and they're just as confident in theirs as we are in ours. And so, um, you know, that to me is where, um, you know, we're going to find out if a lot of points are going to be scored. Um, if the two sides control the line of scrimmage with their offensive lines, we're going to see a lot of points. I think Travis Kelsey. Um, to, me, the, to me, the key is going to be, um, you know, um, which defensive line holds up. Drew and Fayetteville text in, Cincinnati's 45-7 and seven the last four years. It's going to be a battle. Yeah. Is Travis Kelsey going to be in That's, attendance? Former Bearcat, not too far in Kansas City. I hadn't, hadn't, hadn't even thought over. of that angle, but uh, I thought what Sam Pippen, that, that's a good point. He, you know, it wouldn't be far down for, for him to get here. I thought what Sam Pippen said uh, on Monday was was insightful, too, about the first couple of series. You know, it was a funny quote about who's going to bring sweet tea and who's going to bring liquor to the party. But what he also said in that same moment in the press conference, Chuck, was, you know, those first couple of series, you're going to figure out what's going on. Put someone in two-minute offense, you'll figure out what you got. I think early on, who's winning some of those battles at the line of scrimmage? It may not tell you who's going to win the day, but that's going to tell you a lot about where this ball game is headed and where the coordinators are going to make adjustments too. Somebody's going to set the tone. Somebody will set the tone early, and by somebody, it might mean an, you know, it might be an individual, uh, might be a hit on the defensive side. Catiline might, might might lay somebody out, and that might set the tone. But you can also set the tone by 
taking the opening kickoff. After they kick it out of the end zone, you start at your own 25-yard line. You go 75 yards in about 11 or 12 plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sets a tone. And I think that somebody's going to do that early in the ball game, and that team's probably going to win. And, and on top of your point, let me put a cherry on top. Never struggle on third down. It's like third and two all the time, third and short. I mean, where you're not behind the well, chains. that'd be and, nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm asking for, you know, I'm not sure that's sprinkled. realistic, but, 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 but it would be nice. But I'm just saying that's part of that tone-setting message that, hey, there's nothing more devastating right. in football that we're going to run the ball down your throat and you can't stop us, and then when we're tired of doing that, we're going to throw it for a, for a little slant here or a little out pattern or a little bubble screen, and you're not going to be able to stop that. But when you can line up and run it down someone's throat and then you do it two or three series where they've had a time and a chance to go to the sideline, make an adjustment, and the adjustments don't work, and then the other coordinators a step ahead of you, well, they made an adjustment that you weren't counting on. I mean, that's exactly what you want to see, Chuck. It's... Yes, you want to score anytime you can score, but 75 yards in 12 plays sends a much different message than 75 yards in four plays. I know they both end in six points, but you know when you can methodically take it down the field, that to me sends the message, we can do what we want here today. Well, to me, the prettiest thing in football is to watch one side's offensive line physically dominate the other side's defensive line and watching that defense break. Um, I know people like spectacular plays and flea flickers and all this stuff. To me, the prettiest thing in football, I'd rather watch it than any part of football, is a 10-12 play drive where the offensive line just breaks the will of the defense. If you look at some of our greatest wins, and really if you look at some of the great wins for anybody in football, it's come where you've just broken the will of the other side. And um to me, that's what it's all about. To me, the prettiest play in football is when you just hand it off to the running back. He goes through the A-gap, and everyone's perfectly blocked, and that running back takes off for 60 or 70 yards for a score. That, that's a perfectly executed play in many, in many occasions. We talk well, about. I mean, that's, that's, that's the heart and soul of football. Yeah, if you can run it through the A-gap, you're going to have some success. Talk about running backs. KJ got asked about Dominique Johnson last night. He's grown and uh, matured in, uh, I would say, a leadership role in their running back room. I mean, all the guys look to him as a leader. Uh, I mean, he comes in. I mean, he's attacked his training, uh, his rehab. He's attacked it. I mean, he's came back. He's been in individual drills. He's been on the sideline, coaching some guys up uh, as far as protection-wise and what he sees from the sideline and what they can do better as far as protection-wise and stuff like that. So just being able to have a guy like Dominique, even when he's not out there, his presence is still felt. So just being able to have him back uh, on the sideline with us and knowing that he'll be out there soon. I don't think Dominique plays on Saturday. What do y'all think? I wouldn't think so. I think he'll play against South Carolina, yeah. but I, I would be surprised if he played Saturday, but I wouldn't be totally shocked. When you um, when you don't practice much in most programs, and Chuck, you got a better feel, but when you don't practice a lot, it's hard to play much. So I mean, He's been practicing. He's been practicing lately, and uh, he's been back out there, and he's doing better than I think the original prognosis uh, was I mean he's ahead of schedule is what I'm saying, yeah. and um, again I, I wouldn't be floored if he ran out there Saturday. I don't think he will, but um, I would be equally surprised if he didn't play against South Carolina. Yeah, I think that's kind of where where you're at right now, and you know, what you want to do. I think Ty's getting a situation where Rocket Sanders and AJ Green are are effective enough. And you're able to pass the ball. You don't really have yeah. to have him, yeah. and you can preserve him, like Chuck's saying for South Carolina. That's what that would be the ideal situation. But Sam was pretty clear last week when he's back, 
he's a feature back just like Rocket Sanders is. And that'll be an interesting dynamic with those two once you have both of them healthy. I want to see... Toughest runner on the team. Toughest runner on the team. I want to see... You asked the question earlier this week, who leads in rushing, and I want to see who ends up doing that for this football team. Yeah, I don't think it'll be uh, K.J. Jefferson again this year. I mean, I, I don't think I think they would like it for someone to claim that rather than it maybe, I'm not saying default to K.J., but you don't, certainly I don't think going into a year with a plan that K.J. Jefferson is the guy you want to lead your team in attempts. I think they'd like to back those attempts off, Chuck, and get those down to, to, to under uh, seven or eight attempts a game on average. Well, we'll have to see on that. We'll have to see on that. Um, I'm not sure when the bullets start flying that's how it's going to be. Um, I know in practice, see, here's the thing. In practice, you know, once he runs five yards, whistles blow. Nobody's going to tackle him. Um, no, I think I, now I think he's better at going through his progressions. Don't get me wrong. But I still think KJ's going to run the ball. I don't know if he's going to be the leading rusher or not. Uh, but I think you've got to let KJ be KJ. Uh, you 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 can't turn somebody into something they're not, and you can't take the competitive spirit out of somebody, and that's what makes him great. So I think there's still going to be times, uh, maybe more times than in, than than his head coach is comfortable with. Well, and he talked. I about think that. there's going to be times when he takes off running. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Give me the Hogs Chuck podcast. Stealing it from Ruskin and Zach, who blatantly stole it from Gino Bell. Give me the Hogs Chuck podcast. It's brought to you by Weikert Realtors and Griffin Company. We're going to do this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. All right, let's get into our Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily Question. Red River Dodge in Heber Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at Red River Dodge. Dot com. Boys, how many fans are we going to see at Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium on Saturday? You don't have to go down to, like, the one, but give me kind of an estimate of yeah. how many fans we see. Set an over-under for us, Ty. Set an over-under for us. I think we decided on 70 two weeks ago, right? Ooh, Is that I'd what go, we said? I think, that's, I think I'd set the over more like 74,000. Okay. Over-under 74,000. You, you monitor the, the single-game tickets in that yeah. website more than I do, so I would lend my now, ears to I, your you know, opinion on this. Announced attendance and what's actually there may may vary, but Chuck, over or under 74,000? Ooh, it's hard to get over 74. Announced. I think it's good. Well, I think it's going to be probably 73, 74, something mm-hmm. like that. So my numbers I, I would, uh, yeah, no, I, I think, uh, you know, I think it's right. I, I think we're going to have a big crowd. I think we're going to have uh, a bigger crowd than what you normally would have. 
for an opening ball game. I've heard people say 65,000, which in years past been a pretty good guess, but I think there's going to be more than that. Yeah. All right, I want to win both showcases. So I'm going to give you an exact number because I want to see what I can get within $100 and win both showcase showdowns here. Do you get money from the U of A if you guess it right? No, I get the camper and the boat and the the new car. Uh, 75,000. 628 will be there Saturday. You're going on the high side. 75,628. And I'm going to see if I can... Bob, I want both showcase showdowns oh, here. Chuck, he set the standard, so I feel like you have to follow it up with an exact <laughs> I'm going to go 74,522. Mm. 73,968. Well, if we're setting the over at 74, I think it's going to be right under. Here's the thing. So I'm, A, I'm glad I picked a good over-under at 74, but... Whether any of us are right, if we're all right there, that's going to be a great opening crowd. And I think fans, we got smart fans here. We got people that understand there's a good football team coming in with Cincinnati. Um, there ain't been a ton of conversation about it, I, but I don't think people think this is a walkover either, Chuck. You know, we talk about attendance because, you know, that's the obvious how many people are there to watch the game. I suspect Saturday there's going to be more eyeballs watching the Razorbacks play. And we've had in a long time because of the uh, – uh, and, and I know Georgia and Oregon, I guess, are playing opposite. But uh, that game's going to be over midway through the second quarter. And um, I think there will be more eyeballs on this Razorback game than we've had in a season opener um, maybe ever. I mean, I know it's a big statement, but maybe ever, except for maybe that year they played USC. Bonnie. So, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a day where the country watches the Razorbacks play. It's a great opportunity. I know Jalen Cowan last night was talking about Bo Nix is zero three against Georgia at Auburn. Do we really think he's going to beat the Bulldogs? Well, at it's not just Bo Nix. I mean, it's not just Bo Nix. The reason Georgia is going to beat Oregon is because they're going to be bigger and tougher at the line of scrimmage, and um, you know you could replace Bo Nix with any quarterback at Oregon. And it's going to be about the same situation. Uh, the, I just don't think they're going to be able to hold up in in on the line of scrimmage with Georgia on either side of the ball. Yeah. Any thoughts on Notre Dame and Ohio State? I mean, that's that's the other. It's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, it's the other big, 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 big game in the country. Yeah, bloodbath. It'll be over halfway through the second quarter. What do you think, Tommy? I mean, Ohio State has three top ten Heisman contenders. That doesn't happen. That often go to Alabama with Najee Harris, Devontae Smith, and Mac Jones. I think that was the three that were listed, if I remember that right. It doesn't happen often, do oh. they? Oh, I think Ohio State cleans them up. But uh, yeah, with Notre Dame, new head coach, I, I don't expect them to. But, but what a statement that would be for Freeman to, to start that. But no, I'm, I'm with Chuck. I think by the early third quarter, Ohio State's. Uh, more than impose their will upon the, the Fighting Irish. You ask Buck- They're playing at the horseshoe, aren't they? Yes. They're Correct. playing at the horseshoe. So, I mean, I, I just I don't see any way Notre Dame can hang with them. You ask Buckeye fans who the team to be in college football is this year, they won't say Alabama. They'll say Ohio State. Now, that might be a little bit of a pride and arrogance, but that is going to be a tough team when those team teams face off in the college football point. That is a... That is a, a, a point that's just going to happen. If yeah. you want to put I'm not book- ready to concede Alabama's going to be there. Really? I'm not ready to concede Alabama's going to be there. No. I mean, guys, we got we got a whole season to play out. Are they a favorite to be there? Absolutely. But I'm not prepared to say Alabama's a layup into the college football playoff. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not prepared to say that at all. But Wait. 
you know, if you were betting money on teams that would go, Alabama would probably be in your group. But you don't concede that to them. You don't concede that to them. That's how Alabama beats people before you even take the field. Well, see, I don't think this is a year where the SEC is going to get both division champions in because Alabama and Georgia don't play in the regular season. So, therefore, you don't have a rematch set up. So, I think the, the loser of that game is in big trouble. So, winning the SEC title game... It depends. If you, well, I, I just... You look at the history of the loser in a title game, unless a lot of other weird stuff has happened... It, it's tough. I mean, it puts you in an outside it lane. It is tough. But, but here's the thing. I mean, and I think the football playoff committee's done a good job. I know they always take heat. But over the years, I think they've done a very, very good job in, in, in terms of the eyeball test. Um, I suspect when we get to the end of the season that the two teams that play in the SEC championship game, if you were to give an honest eyeball test – or honest answers to an eyeball test, you'd say those are two of the four best teams in the country. So, you know, it depends on records. I mean, if they both get there with one loss, the loser's out. If they get there and one of them's undefeated and the other has one loss, possibly both of them could get there if the one-loss team wins the SEC championship game. But you're right. I mean, when you – unfortunately, we – and I believe this. I, I think we put too much emphasis – on uh, conference championship game losses in terms of kicking people out, so to speak. Um, you know, we'll just have to see how it plays out. But I'll bet you the West and the East champion are two of the four best if you just applied the eyeball test. Yeah. Unless Kentucky holds up this year, I, I don't think Oregon I, – I expect Georgia to kind of roll past Oregon, but maybe we're just looking through our SEC glasses you know, you look at Georgia's schedule. You got you got Oregon at the front. You got Kentucky, the second game from the last. There's not a lot of teams you look at and say, "Boy, there's there's one that proves Georgia's great in the regular season." I mean, it, well, that was kind of you know. Ultimately, they proved it on the field, but that was kind of the knock against them last year was that um, you know they've um, they've not run the gauntlet, so to speak, like you do if you play in the West. And, and although there were some teams in the West last year that weren't quite as good, but um, you know. That's just um, that's part of the deal, and I, I can't see Kentucky overtaking Georgia, and um, Kentucky's going to lose two or three games. I think that game, you mentioned a bloodbath earlier. I think Kentucky's going to get curb stomped in Lexington the yeah. second week last from the season. It's I think Georgia always off. I wouldn't go that far. That's a long way away, and if there's a lot on the line, playing in Lexington will help, but... If you were, you know, if you were handicapping it today, you'd say Georgia's a double-digit favorite on the road. Yeah, if Georgia's as good as we think they are, I expect them to be undefeated, twelve and zero going to Atlanta, just based on their schedule. Alabama's got a lot more traps to uh, to navigate along the way than than Georgia does, I'd in my opinion. That. They will not I'd be favored by less than double digits all season. Georgia, they will not oh, be I'd favored by less than double digits all season long. They might. They're outside of Lexington. This 18-point line they're going against Oregon might be the closest line they have on all year. Let's see what happens with Florida and Utah Saturday. Um, and I think that affects Georgia. Mm-hmm. You know, when you talk about teams in the East that could challenge Georgia, Florida's not come up in the last two or three years since, you know, Dan Mullen had that one really good year. Um, so let's see what happens in that ball game. I think that's going to be an indicator of what's going to go, uh, you know, what's going to go on in the East this year. Yeah. Any interest, guys, before we get to the phones, any interest in the Thursday night games? How much interest? I know we're interested. Tennessee plays Ball State. 
Louisiana Tech is at Columbia, Missouri. Both of those games on TV. Ooh, I, if I was Mizzou, man, I'd be on upset alert, baby. Mm-hmm. Skip Holt still coaching Tech? I thought oh, they got a new coach. They got a new coach from there. Okay. I hope Mizzou loses. I think Tennessee's probably going to beat the you-know-what out of Ball State. But Louisiana Tech, I mean, I feel like they're typically pretty decent as a football program. Not Cincinnati or Boise State level, but pretty decent when it comes to that. You want, you want to Son, take, Sonny Cumbie is the uh, head coach at Louisiana Tech. Sonny Cumbie. Sonny Cumbie that? was a heck of a player. Sonny Cumbie's been a uh, been a very good offensive coordinator. Uh, they'll throw the ball all over the place. Yeah, he was the offensive coordinator of the OC at Texas Tech before taking that job. Yeah, you I guys mean, want he's uh, that that's going to be one of those four hour ball games. <laughs> you guys want to get a little fired up? You feel like getting fired up at what do you got? Seven twenty. Well, I got Eddie in Clarksville, Chuck. Does that work? Eddie, what's up? Good morning, gentlemen, and good morning. While you're having your coffee, to this great fan. No. Oh no. Oh. It symbolizes not only a big win against a great program, but you know, nationwide across the country, there's going to be a not just within the fan base. They're going to be watching this game and what exposure we can give burning down the house. And I've been, I've been kind of preaching this over the, the last month or so, all summer long. And passion, optimism is running at an all-time fever pitch. And I'm asking a fan base this morning, just briefly, gentlemen. Where's your, you know, somebody once told me, and I'll leave you with this. You know, said the heart's an awful big place. Within the heart, it contains sometimes hate. Sometimes hurt, sometimes bitterness. But this is our time as a fan base to celebrate. Hopefully it's full of love, optimism, and passion come Saturday. And we're going to burn down that house at Fayetteville and create a hometown. Because somewhere in America, as I said earlier, there's a recruit going to be watching. And we can say, jump aboard the whole thing. And, we can, and it starts Saturday. All of us coming together. And we're going to get the hot tray and a whistle blowing with a big win come Saturday. Where's the woo? Well, I think you might have got cut off yeah. there. I don't know. Maybe Eddie's in a bad sell spot today. I think we missed the woo at the end. Bummer. Bummer. All right, for those not in Fayetteville, let's go and go to Fayetteville. All right, so you got this game at 2.30. It's going to be a little hot. We've advocated already this morning for $2 waters, maybe a dollar water. You're getting reamed. You have. You have. You're reamed for yeah. free water. Is that better? So Dexo, are they, are they still, I don't think they're in on this. I don't this. know who the, uh, I don't know who the person it's is. News to them. Yeah. News to them. But, uh. Yeah, someone's going to go to the consent. Well, Ty said it's $2 water yeah, today. Ty Richardson said $2 well, water. Just, and then, we'll put it on his tab. No, yeah. just put it on. Expensive, right? Expensive. Just, just expensive, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah you were lecturing money. us on expenses a little early. Yeah, yeah, Surely you got that figured out. <laughs> yeah, but you can Hey, get, Chuck, I'm going to teach you something. The here. athletics yeah. department. Yeah. Listen, if you – there's a thing or two. You were talking about you don't know a lot about podcasts, Chuck. I feel like I'm teaching you something here and there. Every once in a while, once in yeah. a blue moon, I'll teach. Yeah. I've taught you a lot. We'll see who the student and who the pupil is when it's all over oh, with. Oh, when it's so. all over? Oh, trust me, I'm learning <laughs> a lot more than he's learning from me. But, all right, so we're here in Fayetteville on Saturday. Friday night, they're going to have the Red Glow, one of my favorite traditions. I think they started back in 2014. Getting you ready. They'll do the pep rally at the Greek Theater. They'll have 
parking and all that stuff early. I mean, as we're listening to this right now, we're just talking about how many fans we think. We're kind of in that 74,000 range. When do they, people need to get there, you think? When is the time, hey, you got to be near the stadium or you're just going to get oh, in uh, traffic jams all over the place? I think if you're You've anticipated this one a long time. There will be people there at 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. I think you're going to see a lot of people roll in between 9.30 and 11. I think that that's when the I think the thick of the traffic, Chuck, the peak of it, I think will be 11 a.m. They'll be there early. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's not going to rain. It's going to be a little warm. It'll be nice in the morning. It's nice this morning, 65 degrees in Fayetteville. So, um, you know, it's... it's uh, it's going to be one of those days where if you wait to the last minute to try to get in, you're probably going to get real frustrated. And and people know that. I, I mean, uh, I think the people get there early just because they're excited that it started. They won't be there as early next week for that 11 o'clock game, but they'll be there uh, or maybe not as long before the game. But, yeah, I, I think they'll be there five, six hours for the game Saturday. So we got the band playing right now, right? I'm one of these guys. I want to get in the stadium early because I want to hear the band. I want to see the, the the block A form and march from south to north. I get. I don't know about you. I get goosebumps when that happens. That's the best part of the pregame to me when the band turns north and starts they form marching. The block A and they start headed toward the uh, Broil Center. It's time to play. You know, early in the year, I just make you get that little lump in your throat. You're ready to go. I mean, I don't know what that says about me, but that's my favorite. Part leading up to kickoff. I know you, man. When the block A starts heading there, you know it's football time, and I don't. I, I, it's just the game day is not complete if I'm not there for that. Well, because it's one of the things that has, from the time we started going to games when we were little children until today, it's the one constant in the pregame. The band forms the block A, they march north, and the team runs out. I mean, it's, they've been doing it as long as as long as I can remember. And I'm in a I'm in a stage of life right now at 27 where my friend group is just starting to take over their father's or grandfather's tailgate. They're putting all that stuff together. Just got a text in from Dalton right here in Fayetteville. Their tailgate opens at nine. First beer cracked at nine fifteen. I was waiting on. I was why talking so late. <laughs> I was talking his fiance, and she was like, "Why do we have to always get there five or six hours before the game?" But apparently, that's like <laughs> because a, we can't get there at seven. Apparently, <laughs> that that's a condition of their. Honey, fu- if you get your button gear, we'd be there at dawn <laughs> early. Apparently, that's a condition of their future marriage: is they have to be at games at least five or six hours before they actually start. She knows what she's getting into. She's just not necessarily a, a giant fan of it. Man. And I would, you know. Oh, and, she'll have a great time. Man, this, a, a year or two in, it'll, you know, she'll wonder why she's not done this all her life. Now, tailgating's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. I mean, to me, if, if we just had no responsibilities, we can show up and just do. That's exactly what I'd be doing. Get out there, get your TV set up, be, be well set up, and everything's settled for the 11 a.m. game. Watch some college game day. That'd be. That's exactly what I want to be able to do someday. Well, I'm glad you enjoy doing that because I like being a tailgate guest. Yeah. The best part of tailgating is being a <laughs> Absolutely. guest. Absolutely, that's true. I mean, uh, uh, you go in, you eat the good food somebody else has made, you have a drink or two, and then you head into the stadium. I'm glad there are guys like you, though, Tommy, yeah. because um, I like being a guest. But it's a lot of work to put one. I've got a good oh. friend of mine, Scott, who for, for better than a decade had one of them spots up at Hog Parking. A, it was expensive. 
He'd, he'd come get the, the uh, big smoker we got out here in front of the radio station. He'd haul that thing up there for the year. They, you know, and every week it was some, I mean, it wasn't just a few items. It was a menu they planned. I mean, there's people that put a ton of oh. effort, but you don't realize the expense a lot of these tailgates go through. It's thousands of dollars a year for the spot, and then it's hundreds, if not a thousand dollars a week for the, you know, for the for the smorgasbord that's laid out. It's this is a it's no rookie's game here. There's no question. Have some clients and find a way to expense it. Right? That's so, what you got to do. But you can't have it unless you got TV. I mean, the real tailgates have multiple TVs and keep up with the games. I mean, that's you know you got pop up tents to deal with. There's there's just a lot of logistics to go into this, baby. I mean, a lot of it. Man, I've uh, give me jacked up charcoal, about it. So where's, natural where's gas, the best propane tailgate on campus and i know everyone will say it's my tailgate oh, yeah. ty it's my tailgate chuck it's mine tommy's at hog park is it well, i mean where is it where is it on is it the gardens is it in the pit well where is it i'm gonna tell you that area for for my money that area to the west of the stadium from the broils matthews lot there where the where the bridge goes over the roadway the sky bridge that lot up into the hog parking those private areas behind there for for my money, per square foot, that's probably as good a tailgating as there is on campus. I don't know where the best spot is, but I always like the people that, I mean, they set their tailgate up, and it doesn't matter how far away from the stadium they are. I mean, the closer you get, sometimes in lot 44, people have nice things laid out. I like the guys that are down there south of Bud Walton Arena. Got a little strip of land and a small mm. tent, and they – uh but they've been cooking at home, and they've been getting it ready since Wednesday or Tuesday, and then it all comes together on Saturday. Those, uh, those are the people that love to tailgate because it's not as convenient for those people. And, um, I, you know, I, again, I don't know where the best spot is, but they all smell good, and they all look good, and I'll bet nobody has a bad time. Yeah. The best spots are the ones that just invite us, and then they give us a plate right. with sideboards on it. You know, <laughs> you want to be a guest to hold you all of the brisket. Guest. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of tailgating, we got a lot going on Saturday. We got our Arkansas game day show that fires up at nine thirty. We're going to be in two locations: Randall Ford and Fort Smith. Also at Sassy's, and we'll be at the original Red House on College. So, if you're looking for a place to hang before the game, we're going to be there in the nine a.m. hour. Uh, Ty, you're going to be there. Drew's going to be at Randall Ford. I'll be here in the studio. You've got Curveball Whiskey that's going to be there. You can come by and load your belly up with some great uh, brisket and ribs and barbecue from Sassy's. All of that on Saturday, starting at 930. Getting ready for it, as we should. We were doing it right the first week, getting off the season as we should. Back to the phones where we welcome in Charlie in Camden. Charlie, where's the best tailgating spot on campus? What's up, guys? What uh, what you, you just ask me, Ty? Where is the best tailgating spot on campus? To be honest with you, man, uh, with being so far down here. Uh, so you would have to ask me about War Memorial. I would know more about <laughs> oh, where the best tailgating spot is there because I've been to way more Little Rock games, you know, from being down here, but and I didn't go to Arkansas, wish I would have. If I could go back in time, I would have went to Fayetteville, but a lot of my buddies did. But yeah. It's a waste of money. Anyway, I, just wanted to, I wanted to point out, um, coming up this game, you know, one reason why I think this game is going to be close, and 
I think people aren't giving Cincinnati enough credit as far as now. I'm not saying you guys or aren't or, you know, the Arkansas media, but obviously they got a great coach and stuff. But one thing that they can do uh, that's going to be a strength of our team, um, you know, their offensive line, uh, to, to return five guys up front, I think is so important. You know, it's going to help. You know, I know that I know they're replacing a lot of guys, but the fact that they're returning five guys up front is going to be a challenge for us. Absolutely, Charlie. I mean, when you look at any team that returns five offensive linemen that started, doesn't matter what conference you played in, it's probably going to be pretty difficult to go up against. Well, I think those are the battles. The game within the game, Chuck, is which defensive line can can get any kind of push and shut down A and B gaps. Going, who could do that early is going to probably prove the winner. Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. Have you tried Binville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Binville Brewing. Let me take you to the practice field real quick. Quarterback. I don't know, am I? <laughs> what are you trying to? I just say you never. No, I'm not. No, I, it ain't like me where you go, hey, you know all that stuff. Where you never do it before when you got a mic on. You, you know, no, it ain't. No, it, no, it ain't. Hey, I'm gonna go talk to the offensive linemen. They appreciate it. What's up, Trey? How you doing? I like offense, man. That's why I come down here every day. Every day during stretch. Every day during stretch, I come to offense. <laughs> hey, I'll see you later. I'm going to go down to the defense, KJ. Straight legs, straight legs, We're mic'd up every day. We talk, we're boisterous, we're loud. I think these guys are a little more vocal now that there's a lot more film and cameras and production out there. They know when it's there. They know when it's not. You know, and remember, all these things are highly edited <laughs> and, and put the coach in the best light. But I think what you're seeing is genuine. I mean, Chuck, you're around it all the time. I mean, I think Sam Pittman has got those kind of, you know, fun, youthful relationships. I can only imagine it, you know, being in your late 50s, around the age of 60, coaching a football team, being around these young guys, it'll help keep you young. You know, I can tell you from being around this campus for many years, that is what keeps you young yeah. as you get a little bit older. I mean, it is what keeps you young. You know, liking your coach or, you know, the relationship between the quarterback and the head coach, you you brought that up right at the top there, Ty. Liking one another and believing in one another are two different things. Um these two guys believe in one another. Um, the head coach believes in his quarterback, and the quarterback believes in the head coach. They're both really important. Uh, you're not going to be great without that. And um, that's, that's, that's what I sense. Now, look, sometimes coaches, you know, 
They're trying to talk their guy into getting to the place that they want him to get to. Sometimes when a coach talks about a player in glowing terms, he may not really believe that player's that good. He's just trying to get him there. Mm-hmm. He's trying to talk him into it. I sense with KJ and Coach Pittman that there is a genuine belief that each has in the other that they can help me get to a place I can't get to by myself. And that's when you've got a chance to do something special, and I think that's where they are. Yeah, whether it's in work or in sports or in your marriage, when the other person in that relationship believes in you and has confidence in you, the willingness to turn their back because they trust you and know you'll get the job done. There's fewer feelings in the world that are better than the people that you respect and count on knowing that they have mutual feelings like that for you. And, well, it, and that's, that's, that's what Sam's trying to create. It's a coach's job to make you believe you can do more than you're probably capable of. And, and then you've got to perform. Yeah. I mean, you've got to perform. You've, 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 you've got to go out there and you've got to win games. Um, that's, that's, that's the thing that puts you over the edge, so to speak, in terms of your real belief in somebody. And um, that's what these guys have. And I don't think it's just these two. I, 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 don't, I don't think it's just these two. I, 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 I think it's up and down the squad. Um, every coach I've ever been around, um, hey, they can be a, a you know the greatest coach ever during during the early parts of practice. Um, every coach out there knows how to talk to those kids when they stretch and ask them about this and have fun with them and rib them. Every coach out there knows how to do that. Um, but you gain belief in someone by doing it when all the bullets are flying. And I think that's where these two guys have gained one another's respect. Sam Pittman's been open that more people believe in him and K.J. Jefferson now. Sam Pittman got rated as the worst Power 5 head coach by someone. K.J. got rated as the worst quarterback in the SEC. Now, that's someone's opinion, but it meant something to Sam Pittman and K.J. Jefferson because they've both spoken on that. Tommy, no one's believing that anymore. No one's believing Sam Pittman's the worst Power 5 coach. No one's believing that K.J. Jefferson's the worst quarterback in the SEC. That's not even even a thought that has entered with someone's mind to this But why? Point. Why do they not believe that anymore? Because what Chuck just said, they, just, they, they produced. proved it. They, pr- they proved that is false. And so until you go out and, and make people eat their words that have uh, a disbelief about you, it, it, it's, it's, it's what the perception is out there. You can change it. And that's why it's a good, a good marriage with these guys. And it, it's hard to go get the job done of those that are kind of responsible for your your setup or your organization don't believe in you. But, you know, but at the end of the day, Chuck, you're dead on. It's on you as the player. It's on you as the the partner in whatever relationship to make it happen. Yeah, I think some of this, you know, um, being slighted stuff, I, th- I, th- I think a lot of that's passed. Nobody's sliding the Razorbacks going into this season. Everybody knows they're going to be good. I don't think anybody's sliding Sam Pittman anymore. Um, we may be upset because KJ's not a first or second team all conference player. Uh, I promise you, if he improves on his passing, he'll be there at the end of the season. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think that they can play the disrespect card the way they could a couple of years ago. Um, I think now the challenge is to, uh, you know, take the next step, which is beginning to break that glass ceiling. Uh, with the guys who are still ahead of you. And there's not as many ahead of them as there were a couple, three years ago. So um, I think that both these guys have proven they can perform. 
I think both of them would probably tell you that I think KJ would say I got room to improve as a player. I think Coach Pittman would say there's always room to improve as a coach. I mean, anything that anybody does, there's room for improvement. But I think they're both respected now. I heard respect for KJ and Luke Fickle's voice a little bit earlier when we played that sound bite. Um, Sam Pittman is the darling right now of the SEC media, the people that cover the SEC media. Um, you know, Saban may be the one that commands the most attention, but I think Pittman's the one they enjoy listening to the most. Um, and he's a really good coach, and he's rebuilt this program. And so um, I don't I don't think the disrespect thing is permeating through the program the way it was before. I think maybe with the fans, but um, they're going to have an opportunity to, you know, KJ's one of the two best quarterbacks in our league. We'll know it at the end of the year. Are the only two games they won't be favored in, A&M and Bama, will they be favored in 10 other games this year? You think they'll be favored on the road well, at State or I, on I the mean, road at Auburn? you know, not if they lose to Cincinnati or not if they lose to South Carolina. I mean, if things play out the way that you want them to, maybe that's the, maybe that's the situation. But um, I got to tell you, with every year that passes, um, the favorite, the line, all that stuff means less and less to me. Uh, because it's uh, everybody's got good players. Everybody's got players on scholarship in our league. Everybody's got a coach making a whole bunch of money because they're really good at what they do. You got the best players in the country uh, playing in this league. I, I mean, uh, you know, that's that's just kind of how it works. Yeah, I just hope we can look back and whatever time it is, and KJ's time is going to come and and go before. Uh, coaches will, but I hope we look back at what happens last year and this year, and when you try to sum it all up, you you point back and say that was the beginning of of where this program got to. I mean, there's there's got to be a point where um, you know you, you you achieve the next level, you bust through that next glass ceiling, and I think I'm hoping you're going to look back and say Sam Pittman and KJ Jefferson are the ones that laid the foundation, set the table, whatever phrase you want to use for what we have now. I hope that's what we're talking about a year from now, three years from now, four years, whatever that time frame is, I think this will be the period we go back to and say that's where it all began. Well, they've they've been building from the moment he got here. To me, you know, when I think about big wins of the Sam Pittman era, and I know people talk about last year, in my mind, there's nothing bigger than beating Mississippi State down at their place for the first conference win in what seemed like forever. Um, even though they went three and seven that first year, you could tell they were on the right track. You could tell our football program was getting better. And, uh, you know, we, we, we saw the fruits of that with wins last year. But the, the thing that I think should encourage people is that they have built on everything from the beginning, the first year. Um, you know, you could tell right away that they were better when they beat Mississippi State down there in Starkville and got that win. You could tell they were better. They were coming. They built on that. Um, they built on that during that season, even though they only won three games. And then we saw them build on that last year when they jumped from, you know, three to nine and they beat Penn State in the uh, Outback Bowl and could have beat them worse. Um, you know, I think that we've seen them build on things every year. And that's, that's a program. That's what a program does. And I think that that's where we are. Arkansas has always had a program. They just – didn't have a coach three years ago. I mean, that- well, no, 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 no. You know, you, you, you. The coach sets the tone for the program. The coach is the one that sets the tone for the program. Um, 
you know, we've had good coaches here. Lots of places have had good coaches, but they're not always program sustainers. And, um, you know, let's not kid ourselves, guys. We had about a three- or four-year period there where we completely lost our way as a program. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just the team. It wasn't just the coach. It was the whole program. We lost our way. But in terms of your sport – your football coach sets the tone for your program. He's your program builder. Baseball, basketball, same thing. Um, and there is a difference between coaching a team and building a program. Sam Pittman is building a program. Chad Morris coached a team. Big difference. And uh, um, Sam Pittman's building it to last. There's a foundation there. And uh, that's what a program's about. Yeah. You found out when you had a change at the top with the AD, followed by a bad hire as a football coach, what the dividend of that was, and it wasn't. It was as about as bad a football program as any of us have had in our lifetimes. Now you've got a strong leader at the top who's gotten good football coaches in place, a good basketball coach, and but it just you know it's taken some time to you know get get the bloom to get the blooms on the vine. So to Dave speak. Van Horn is the perfect example of building a program building it to last and uh um there may be guys out there that are just as good at him at managing a game might be some that are better but there's not anybody better at building a program and uh that's how you keep winning absolutely hey bet us uh betus.com is back for their 28th year of nfl action college football major league baseball winding down the last month of the year and the postseason is on its way. Go to BetUS.com, call 800-79-BETUS, or go to their website, BetUS.com, and join right now and mention ESP in Arkansas when you call or put it in the promo code and get up to 200% in bonuses on your first deposit. Hey, you need a sports book with integrity and longevity, and you need to be ready for this season. Now you need BetUS.com. You need a sports book that offers Everything, including live betting, MMA, golf, horses, esports, and all kinds of crazy bets. That's 800-79-BET-US. 1-800-79-BET-US. And they'll walk you through setting up an account. Nobody in the industry, nobody does a better job with bonuses than BetUS. So join today. 800-79-BET-US. Mention ESP in Arkansas. Get up to 200% in bonuses on your first deposit. That's ESP in Arkansas. Head to BetUS.com and join today. That's BetUS, where the game begins. Played the soundbite of Luke Fickle giving KJ a lot of credit earlier. Hear what he had to say about you as a fan base. We started probably last week at really kind of talking about the environment, talking about the atmosphere, making sure we're aware of, of uh, you know what it's going to be like. I can't exactly tell them because I've never been there. Uh, obviously, I've you know heard and, and talked to a lot of other people. But it's one of those things that's hard to prepare for. It is going to be hard to prepare for. They don't play many in many seventy plus thousand seat stadiums in the AAC, guys. No, I was looking. What was Cincinnati Stadium seats thirty three thousand at uh, Nypert Stadium? I mean, it's a different environment. But let's not pretend like they haven't been in big situations. They played the college football playoff last year, so they went to Notre Dame. Chuck, this this is not going to shell shock them walking into Fayetteville. The difference is this is not, in some spots, a veteran team, kind of like you know last year's team was. And so you do sort of wonder about, or at least I, I would imagine he's wondering a little bit about how they're going to respond to all that. Um, it's going to be a great atmosphere. It's going to be a great atmosphere for the home team. It's going to be a tough environment for the road team. Fans make a difference. Uh, you know, the crowd makes a difference. The atmosphere makes a difference. And 
That's why you got to be ready to go if you're a fan. I mean, you got to bring it at 2.30, just like everybody else. Or even before that, like we were talking <laughs> about. What's the? Are we going to see fans line up Friday? Are they going to be out there for? Are they going to sleep over, sleep the night? Or is that not worth game. it? Ty, that's a young man's game. I don't think you may see. You're a asking few, the wrong guys yeah, for not, that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'll sleep over at the uh, the Double Tree, or I'll go up to that Embassy Suites in in Rogers, but uh, or I'll go to the Inn at the Mill in Johnson. That's where I'm. That's where I'll be. But uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm too old. Maybe for you that. should do the show from the line on Saturday, Ty. I felt like I'll do it the you next. You could week. have a correspondent right in the middle mm-hmm. of the line. I'll do it for the South Carolina game. I'll be there at six a.m., rip roaring and ready to go. Getting up early on Saturday, nothing off, no skin off my back. I just want. I just want to be there, man. This is. I, I mean, said it last week. This is my Viagra. This gets me going for the season, man. I am. I am as jacked up. And it's propped up as it'll ever be when it comes to this college football season. This is, I thought it was all that coffee you drink. Yeah, and the coffee too. Hey, man, out of a solo cup. You got a you got another coffee believer, Chuck. We'll see if it lasts. But I mean, there is nothing better than college football. Sitting on your couch all day long, or being inside of Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium. I don't care what season of life you enjoy or what season of life you're in. College football is the best time of year. It does not get any better than Saturdays in the fall. And if anyone disputes that, I don't. I don't know how you can, to be honest. No, it's. Uh, I, I'm. I'm jacked up about it. And uh, but this is what we live for. I mean, you know, for those that want more football year round, this is what makes it special. You know, you play for four and a half months, and then you wait the other eight and a half months, Chuck, for it to get back again. You know, when Ty was talking, I was thinking about a story. Years ago, Mike Nail and I were doing baseball together. I was really young, and we were uh, we were in the booth, and there was a game about to start. I think we were playing LSU, and I think I said out loud to Mike, I said, man, what do people do that don't like sports? <laughs> I said, oh, they become scientists and doctors and <laughs> lawyers, and, you know, that's what they do. And I thought, well, you know, I guess that's probably right. But I'm having just as much fun yeah. as they are right now. Wives, kids, yeah, businesses you know, to run, yeah, exactly. yard to mow. <laughs> How do you do all... get the oil change on their wife's car, you know? How do you all do football season with wife and kids and stuff? I The only thing I do on Saturday and Sundays is watch football. Well, I don't like responsibilities I, on this I'll days. tell you what you do. You make that mortgage payment, don't yeah. you, Tom? Yeah, I mean, I've tried to tell you, and, and you listen to a lot of what i got to say, but if I if I don't teach you anything else, listen to this. That's selective hearing. You marry for money so you can do radio for love. I mean, that's that's the way it goes. That way you can enjoy football games. That way you can enjoy the season. So I'm so, pouring myself out is what you're saying, basically? Uh, that's not the word I would have used, okay. but, uh, you know, just be selective. So marry for money so you can do this for love. What if the love of my life doesn't have money? <laughs> Well, you need to you find a new love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll bet you if she had a lot of money, you'd love her a little more. Exactly. Is that how it goes? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pack these little nuggets away about the future Mrs. Richardson. I've learned a lot of them from a, Tommy these the are, last couple of years, Chuck, and I guess are, I'll learn a few These more are free you. perils of wisdom that we're handing out. Well, I, I, I'm not the best one to give advice on that, believe me. But, uh, <laughs> you know, um, probably ought to listen to Tommy more on that than me. Yeah, I got 20, almost 20 years under my belt, you know. I got a patient woman over there. That's all I can tell you. Bud Light Next is available nationwide today. Anywhere you can buy your other Bud Light products. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. 
Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.